0: Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast. Your one stop for all, all, things things, geek. all things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek. This week, Daniel and I are going to discuss the acquisition, Marvel's acquisition of Fox, some of the movies and some of the uh, properties that they've acquired and maybe the direction that these properties can go Um so, this week, it's just going to be the two of us. Daniel, what have you been up to?
1: Oh, not much. Uh, just, you know, living the dream. Um, living the dream. I've <laughs> been waiting for my Nintendo Switch to get back to me. It's uh, It's been quite a painful week so far. Um, it's like having a
0: child at boarding school.
1: <laughs> correct. Correct. Uh, been collecting the new Power of the Primes toys, just picked up a new Rodimus Prime action figure, so getting ready to crack that out of the box, get some photos of it, and throw that up on our social media sites. Here For the cool feet.
0: kids at home, Rodimus Prime.
1: Rodimus Prime is the second leader of the Autobots uh, from the 1984 to 86 Transformers series. Um, he's the one that took over after Optimus Prime's death. Uh,
0: Spoiler alert. <laughs>
1: He does turn black and die. 30, 30 years ago. I never Optimus, understood Optimus why Prime, Prime turned black when all the other Transformers just fell over dead.
0: Well, because he had the uh, the Matrix inside him, and the Matrix was maybe it kept him alive for an unnatural amount of years, and so when they took it out, he just reverted to what his actual age was and turned to dust.
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: That's I'm just speculating. You're spitballing. <laughs> That's funny.
1: So. What you been up to, man?
0: Uh, well, um, I can honestly say I haven't really done anything, um, outside of the realm of gaming and most of, most of my geek geekery has been gaming related. Um, I played Fortnite for the first time. I watched my son play it all the time, but I played it uh, for the first time, got in 10th place, um, uh, in the battle Royale, hundred, hundred people first time.
1: Is this the game uh, that you were concerned with that, uh, you didn't know if it was going to have a uh, pay-to-play only?
0: Yeah, yeah, because uh, he got a couple... There were a couple things that he was looking to buy, and you can earn them with in-game currency. Uh, so that made me feel better. I don't know how long it would take you <laughs> to get some of that stuff. I, I still don't know really how that works. First-person shooters have never been my, my game. So um, this was not going to be... I was not the target demographic for this game, but I can totally see, especially with in this day and age, you know, back when SOCOM was a thing and you had to have your headset, you could have your clan, everybody got together and you could play. Um, that was a lot of fun, but now you don't even have to be playing at the same time. Uh, you don't have to be on the phone. There's like Discord and a number of other programs that you can just literally be FaceTiming each other while you're playing, whether you're in the same group or not. So it's it's like playing couch co-op with your digital friend, I guess, um, sitting next to you in a picture.
1: You know, you can also FaceTime oh. with your phone just strapped up to a tripod or something.
0: That's true. <laughs> this is very true. Um, but uh, it doesn't split screen. Does it? Oh, well, Maybe I guess that's true. That's true. I don't know. That's I don't sca- have Apple. Go, for, Apple. go for Skype. Exactly. <laughs> Set up
1: a laptop there. But, but
0: Skype, Skype, so Skype, so yesterday, you know, so uh, you need you need a new app that does the exact same thing. Anyway, but yeah, so I've been I've been doing that, but I am actually super excited about uh, Black Panther. Um, I I feel like Black Panther is going to be up there with Thor Ragnarok in terms of. Like, this is going to be a surprise hit. And and I don't even think anybody's going to be all that surprised right now because it's got really good reviews. Um, But Thor... What
1: I understand, uh, Black Panther's also breaking some uh, records right now. It's also... I think it's the highest grossing pre-sales for a Marvel movie.
0: I have read that as well. Yeah. And so... I mean, I think that is fantastic, man. Uh, Seeing what we're seeing, I mean... And I think we're actually going to maybe get a Black Widow movie as well. Um if from what I understand, they're they're going that route. But I mean, Captain Marvel is going to come out first. We've already had Wonder Woman. I mean, I think pretty soon the movies are just going to be good. And hopefully, it won't be. Well, this is a movie that's featuring this or that or you know these underrepresented um, populations because that absolutely needs to change. Um, I think pretty soon it's just going to be more common. So common that it's that it's not a thing. I hope you know. But um, I'm really looking forward to Black Panther.
1: Yeah, Black Panther's going to be good. Um, uh, I hope it has the Marvel humor in it. Um, I, I'm I not think you're going to get it. From, I'm not getting that feel from the trailers, though.
0: Well, the interaction between um, T'Challa and his sister. There's some humor there. There's some like sibling rivalry, kind of. You know, you get a little bit of uh, going back and forth, sass. Mm-hmm. Um, you but I, yeah, I hadn't seen a whole lot of other humor, but I, 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 I'm I, willing to bet it's in there. Now, I don't think you're gonna get Ragnarok or Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, or even Ant Man. I think you're gonna get you know moments of levity. I think you'll see uh, Ulysses Claw say funny things and Martin Freeman's character, who I've never remembered his name. Um, I just know he's a jerk most of the time.
1: Agent something.
0: Agent, agent is his name. Agent, agent, agent. Yeah, he, he always has something. Uh, I, I think he would he'll say something deadpan and funny. So, but but that brings us to our topic for the show, which is uh, you know Marvel has pretty much cleaned house in terms of this cinematic universe bringing comic books to life, and uh, Fox put in a really good effort I think can we say that can we even say it was a good effort well yeah I mean I
1: think I think you can because you got to remember it was it was x-men that kind of started the whole modern superhero movie that's true uh,
0: they so, did do that well enough didn't age well go back and watch it didn't didn't oh, yeah. age well
1: not a great movie at all <laughs> <Go ahead and laughs> <Yeah. watch it. laughs>
0: <laughs> I watched X Men two the other day, or X two the other day, and I you know and I really really I actually always liked Nightcrawler. It wasn't my favorite X Men, Wolverine, Colossus, and then I liked Nightcrawler. Those were my three favorite uh, X Men, and uh, so I thought that they they nailed that. They nailed what nightcrawler was who love, he was
1: i love that opening scene i think that's still one of my top five favorite freaking action scenes absolutely
0: it's movie. that's the tone and for the rest of the movie it could be shite which it, you know whatever but it but the opening scene was fantastic
1: i mean him You've, bamfing around the freaking white house you I mean, get
0: the sound oh. bamf 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 <laughs> all over you know and, and and i think they even reference if i'm not mistaken i could be wrong they even reference the smell because you know yeah, when he, he smells like sulfur or whatever yeah it yeah. smells like sulfur yeah because he's because he actually goes I think to hell or wherever Mephisto is he goes there and comes back it's like he goes there comes back goes there comes back goes there comes back and that's why it smells like fire and brimstone and sulfur
1: yeah that 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 scene was just I mean I, if I watch it today it still would kind of blow my mind just how yeah. awesome that looks
0: they did a they did a great job and so X-men x Men nailed it. Um, and you know, as we go through the history here, so so X Men nailed it, and Marvel didn't get into it till what two thousand eight?
1: Two thousand eight, yeah
0: Yeah, so two thousand eight is when Iron Man hit. So before that, you had X Men, X Men two. You had
1: the, the Fantastic
0: Spider man You Fantastic had Tobey Maguire's and and those Spider mans stand up. You know, Spider Man one and two. I even don't hate Spider Man three. A lot of people hate. It.
1: I, I hate it. I, there's
0: some cringe worthy moment, moments in A lot
1: of cringe worthy moments.
0: But if you know Sam Raimi, that may have been one of the most Sam Raimi movies, you know, uh, in terms of just – and from a comic book standpoint, it the, the Spider-Man movies were the most comic book of any movie before and pretty close to any movie since. And, and what I mean by that is if you looked at – he would actually shoot it as if it were frame by frame, like you're reading a comic book, and it would even be captured in a frame that looked like a comic book. And as you would transition from one scene to the next, it was like going down the page of a comic book. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. sir. So when you were reading, when you were reading it, when you're watching it, it's it was he did a masterful job. Uh, Spider-Man One and Two both did a great job of th- framing the the people. Uh, uh, you know, getting the dialogue. I mean, it was everything but the dialogue bubbles. That was the only thing missing from it to make it seem like it was a comic book.
1: Well, we had to, that had couple- to cover that.
0: He did. He did. <laughs> and I don't hate that movie either. Okay. I don't hate that movie. Uh, the, the Hulk. I, that was just called The Hulk, right? Yes. Um, I thought that the only major flaw in that movie was the fact that it could have ended way sooner. You know, the final boss fight with his dad just seemed like more than was necessary. And um, it kind of yeah, I can turn it off after that. Like I can turn it off after the dog scene. I didn't know the dog
1: scene, especially the giant poodle.
0: And the giant poodle was was menacing. It's a menacing poodle. I, it made me a little afraid of poodles. Standard Poodles now. Standard Poodles, not the miniature Poodles. Standard Poodles are very tall. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I didn't hate that movie either, but it definitely wasn't a comic book movie. And maybe that's not what Ang Lee was going for. The thing, And, and he showed and I think shed some light on why the Hulk is a difficult character to film, you know, uh, because it, he is so torn. But then Thor Ragnarok comes around. And uh, shows you that you can actually have a buddy a buddy comedy almost with with Hulk, and it'd be fantastic.
1: yeah, it was, yeah I agree. Um, you know, not kind of going away too far. do you think yeah. you know with with the two I wouldn't really call them failures of the Hulk movies, but unsuccessful Hulk movies, you know, movies that were that haven't really caught off, you know, like the other films have. Do you think there, with 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 Thor Ragnarok showing Hulk, you know that he could be a viable character? Do you think there might be a potential for another Hulk movie to come out in this new Marvel day and age?
0: Well, I think that we're getting to a point where it's becoming safer. This is the problem, though, that I think they're going to run into is where do you go with Hulk? Um, if you want to, I think you absolutely could, um, but. The only thing I think that you could really do is after Infinity War, you got to do World War Hulk. You could and, do War
1: Hulk, or you could do—I uh, forgot what the the series was called, but um, it was when um, Peter David picked it up again, and you know, basically Bruce Banner was on the run. Yeah. Uh, and you know, he was trying to—he was working with this mysterious character named Mister Blue, uh, who turned out to be Mister Fantastic. Um, which they can do now. We'll get to that later. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, and you know, it was just kind of him trying to solve the problem of being the Hulk. I mean, I, I I think there's there's potential there. I mean, and it doesn't have to always be the Hulk movie. It could be it could be Bruce Banner's movie with Mark right. in it.
0: You know, right. And that's the thing you got to make Banner. It's like making Bruce Wayne compelling. Um, you got to make Banner compelling and. I think that they've done a good job with that. I, I thought that Edward Norton did a good job uh, making Banner compelling, um, but Mark Ruffalo's done a fine job. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, I've almost I almost forget about the other Hulk movie, but we'll get to that in a second. So, you know, going through the the properties, you had X Men, you had, uh, had Spider Man, and I believe Fantastic Four, and Ghost Rider were in uh, the ballpark of each other. After that,
1: yeah, I believe you're correct.
0: And so, Fantastic Four comes and out, and, and and Daredevil, and and Elektra, and Catwoman.
1: Don't count that one either because I've never seen it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> never seen Catwoman either, so I can't say if it's bad or good, but it's bad. Um, so, yeah, so you had you had a uh, Fantastic Four come out. Uh, which the first Fantastic I didn't actually dislike either one of the Fantastic Fours. Um, For the time, I thought that they did a good job with the thing. I thought they did... I I didn't actually enjoy reading the Fantastic Four. It was not one of my favorite comics. And I'll be completely honest. I didn't enjoy reading the Avengers. The Avengers wasn't interesting to me. Um, I I read some of the West Coast Avengers, um, but the X-Men was really where I... Read. I mean, I read X-Men and Spider-Man. That was pretty much, and Batman. That was pretty much it. And um, so I, I didn't really, because I didn't enjoy the characters. I, I didn't really, I didn't relate to Reed Richards, who was antisocial and just super smart. The Thing was the closest to a character that I could possibly relate to. And so I thought they did a decent job. It wasn't a bad movie. Bringing the Silver Surfer into the second one was a bold move. And I thought that Doug Jones played that role superbly. Um, but what did you think of Galactus?
1: Was Galactus even in that movie?
0: Oh, yeah. He was. <laughs> he was the cloud. Galactus was a cloud that, that showed up because, you know the Silver Surfer is the Herald. You know, he goes to check out the worlds and then Galactus eats it.
1: Yeah, and I always thought that, you know, that was a tease for what was to come in Part 3. Like, you know, Galactus was behind that cloud. I never actually thought he was the cloud.
0: Well, (laughs) I like where your head's at, so maybe we'll go with that. (laughs) I'm just thinking that they made him a cloud because if you made him a giant person standing in space, that it would be silly. You know, that you couldn't you know, how how do you do that? <laughs>
1: Which, fast forward to today, that is something Marvel would be willing to try.
0: I think that would be something that they have the credibility and I think they could pull it off. You know, I mean, you can stand, I think you could, with everything that they've done so far, I think you could have Galactus standing next to Earth looking to grab it, causing tidal waves and, and going to eat it. And I, I would be like, okay, I I dig it, I can buy that. Totally happened. Uh, or, or expect that to be because right now there's nothing off the table in terms of what I think they can do um, when they did Guardians of the Galaxy it, it really blew all my expectations away for a team of a group of characters that I really knew nothing about and I went into it knowing m- more or less nothing and so uh, you know, I don't know the backstory of any of the characters. I had to go back and read them after after I watched the movie. So, but anyway, so we went through and we had we had all these characters. We got Ghost Rider. We got a, we got Daredevil. We have Elektra. We had um, you know, we had Punisher. We had which just wasn't the the one with Thomas Jane wasn't bad. Um, and then we get to you know some of these other X Men movies that have come out. But Iron Man hits. Iron Man hits. Iron Man. You know completely takes everybody by surprise. Marvel builds this empire. And for a second, I just want to talk about, because I know we talked about this on an episode before. Those of you that are listening may have heard it. Um, but I, I just want to give a little bit of time to the to the idea that right now, we live in a day and age that since 2008 till now, people, kids are growing up with this being their exposure to comic books. You know, that they are actually getting to see on screen, as good of a rep uh, or a representation of the characters as you could get on on a page, would you agree? I mean, I even went back and watched the Green Lantern. The Green Lantern, if you for what, all of its faults, the Green Lantern lets you see the the Green the Lantern core and everybody and the worlds that they and and him using the 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 his power ring. In a way that you could only see on a page.
1: I, I would agree. I don't think the Green Lantern was a bad movie. I don't. I don't either. Necessarily. I mean, it had its campy moments, just like you know most of the other movies that you mentioned already. But right. Um,
0: it looks great, though. Yeah, it's it looks it's, great.
1: It's a, you know there's there's some things that they probably could have done differently, like the CG costume.
0: Even that isn't terrible, though. If go if you go back and watch it, it actually isn't terrible. I don't know how else you do it where it stands out in space. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. If you have the dulled colors, then what happens is is he just falls into the background and you don't you can't really see him. So it has to be bright and vibrant, or you don't see his costume at all. Now maybe there's other ways to do it, but I didn't think that that was going back and watching it again. I didn't think it was terrible. So. We're getting to see all of these characters that some of us grew up with reading about and these and there's like there's no way they can do the infinity war there's no way they can do that on on screen and and it be what I thought it was on the page and now kids and I even I wrote in my notes I mean kids are spoiled but Come but on. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world man you know kids
1: are spoiled
0: oh, well they probably are that's we a whole nother pipe that
1: when we were growing
0: well, and, and I don't and I don't want to, you know, I don't even want to come across as like the old man get off my lawn. I'm I'm actually super stoked.
1: Well, you're 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 you're, you're super envious of these kids.
0: In a in a way I am and in a way I'm I think that I feel sorry for them because their standard they didn't I feel bad for them because they they don't have the history with these characters that we do. And I think that because of that I think that we have a we have a connection to them in a way and I think that's why some of these people feel like they have some agency with them you know because they've had 40 50 60 years with Captain America and they think cap should do something else and so they get upset if you don't yeah. and and for me I'm like I am just along for the ride man this is so cool I think that's, and, that's
1: the best way to describe my fandom too is just that you know I don't care what direction it goes as long as it stays true to the source material I'm alone yeah. for the ride.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, and and I and I think that's that's an important thing too. But even if they change something, if they change something because it makes sense in the comic or it makes sense in the movie, because you just can't film all of those things. But it's okay to go crazy and go into space. It's okay that you know Thanos sits on a throne that floats, and, you know, on a moon. And I don't even have to tell you who he is. We'll we'll get to that later. We're just gonna trust that the material is good enough that we can film it. We'll shoot it. We'll we're gonna go full. You know, we're gonna completely dive into it. You know, and sell out and trust the material, and then, you know, and people will come watch it. And I think that's what they've done. You know, um, my son and I went back and watched uh, Captain America: The First Avenger, and I think that's a completely un um, underappreciated, underrated uh, Marvel movie that if you go back and you watch it I don't think you could have started that his story any other way uh, and it have the same effect as it does now. You know, d- to build up where he came from <clears throat> they just did a good job of uh, telling you who he is and, and even though he doesn't have like this, I, and, and I would argue he actually has a tremendous character arc from where he started to where he is now. Because before he was a yes man who did what the country told him to do. And by the time you get to Civil War, he has almost turned a complete 180, where he still stands for what he stands for, but he asks questions, and it's about something. So, you know, when he when he ends up having to... Uh, what's uh, what's the second one that he was in? His, Winter uh, Soldier. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, when he starts to question, you know, this isn't liberty you know this is trying to make people's decisions for them you know you were painting the picture of who cap was during the comic book version of civil war Mm -hmm. um and uh and and i love that i mean he's he's actually one of my favorite characters in the marvel cinematic universe is captain america um but anyway so that's where so what is what's your impression you know, just up to up to this point because i want to get into the acquisition the actual acquisition and how those Characters are going to potentially play a role, but what is your, you know, your impression from when comics started back, or comic book movies started back with X Men up to now? You know, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I had, you know, growing up, and you're you're pretty similar in age to me. I mean, growing up, we had Batman and Superman basically. Right. (laughs) Um, Any other comic book movie that came out was, you know really campy and they just made it as cartoony as possible. And even Batman kind of started going that route in the, uh, early nineties, um, with, uh, Batman and Robin and Batman forever. I mean, they just started going really campy and trying to make it over to the top as possible. Uh, we never really had a superhero movie that was, was, was that we could consider a serious film. Um, you know, later we started getting movies like tank girl. We started getting, um, God, I can't even think of all the comic book movies that we had when we were younger, but you know, we just just had random campy films. And then in two thousand, we got the X Men, and you know, like you said earlier, going back, it's it doesn't hold up. But at the time, that was a superhero movie that was that could actually take the source material seriously, and it actually got people watching and got people interested in it. Um. So. You know, from there, I started really going. Okay, what's going on here? What's what's going on with these movies? Uh, Yeah, I'm actually going to start watching these movies. You know, Uh, when the Batman franchise was out, you know, I didn't have to go out to the rush out to the cinema to go see those films because I knew what I was expecting. You know, when I saw the trailers and stuff, they were going to be these campy movies, and I was like, I could just wait for it to come out in DVD or whatever. But. You know, with these X Men movies and stuff, I was like, "Man, I need to go see this." So it brought me out to the theater. Um, Spider Man, one of my favorite characters growing up, um, I probably is my favorite character. Uh, when his first first trailer came out, and I don't know if you remember that trailer, but it showed uh, those bank criminals trying to get away, and they get away in the helicopter, and then all of a sudden they get caught in that giant web web hung between the two uh, world. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, "What?" You know, I was like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" Because I, I didn't know Spider Man was coming out. Um. <laughs> so I mean, that got my butt in the theater, and and those movies were amazing. Then they started right. getting campy. Um, yeah. you know, you had Daredevil, which Daredevil was a good movie. Don't get me wrong, but then you started getting with the little campy scenes, like the the playground fight between him and Elektra. Um, you had Ghost Rider. Uh, Ghost Rider for the most part wasn't a bad movie either, but it it had its campiness. Um, For
0: sure, well, it depends on which one. If you're gonna go with the second one, it went full camp. Uh, you know, it was like, man, Nicholas Cage just really embraced the character of Johnny Blaze. Um, so, yeah, yeah, he really can be.
1: Pissing flames.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, that wasn't even the worst part. It was his eyes and and just the because in some of the backstory, if you go, you can go look it up and see how he was really in character all the time. so.
1: But you know those, those those movies they started going a little towards the campiness of, of things, um, and then in 2008 we got Iron Man and it just kind of brought it back. It was like we're taking the you know we're taking this genre back and we're you know showing the fans that we can make a serious comic book movie. Um, you know I think it was like a year or two before no it might have been 2005 I think it was. You know we had Batman Begins which Kind of started bringing Batman back to it, his darker roots, um, right? And a more serious tone of a movie. Uh, Two thousand eight, you know, also brought us the Dark Knight Return, or not? I'm sorry, not Dark Knight Returns, but the Dark Knight, uh, the Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. Two thousand eight, we had we had a resurgence of of the comic book genre with with Iron Man and the Dark Knight, showing that this these properties can be taken seriously, right? And you know marvel's just been on a roll ever since uh and now you know they purchased fox you know this is these are dreams that we we wanted to have ever since the marvel universe came around we wanted to see the fantastic four with the with the the marvel characters we wanted to see the x-men with the marvel characters and we never thought it was going to happen um hell we didn't even think spider-man was going to happen um so yeah i just i'm excited about where this is going uh
0: yeah, and i are kind of
1: just segueing no, into no. the next part of this topic here.
0: No, that's fine, and we'll get to that. I just wanted to uh, go into a commercial uh, real quick, just uh, for our sponsor, Audible.com. Listen, guys, reading is fun. Help us out by going to Audible.com and get your free 30-day trial and free audiobook by entering AudibleTrial.com/Todcast. Now, I believe that uh, Daniel and I both are subscribers. Daniel, you have an Audible subscription at the moment?
1: Correct. Uh,
0: I actually wanted to recommend a book that I've been, that that I just finished, um, and I believe they're actually making a show of it, uh, and that is Good Omens. If you're not familiar with uh, the work, it is a book by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman is a fantastic author, he's he's published lots of stuff that you guys might be familiar with, like Sandman. and and, uh, and I believe he also is uh, American Gods. I believe that's also one of his books. Yes, I believe so. If I'm not, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, it's a great book. It's very funny. It's about the Antichrist. Don't let that fool you. It's, it's, well, it's about heaven and hell and demons and angels and stuff like that. And they're kind of mundane day-to-day life. And, and uh, very funny. Terry Pratchett's a very funny author that uh, passed away uh, not too long ago. But definitely recommend. Uh, it's a great book. I believe it's about uh, 16 hours of listening time. So if you got some uh, long commute um, or many of them, it would be worth picking up. So head over to audibletrial.com slash TOGCAST to get that free title now. Or you can choose from over 180,000 other titles today. Support us by heading to audibletrial.com slash TOGCAST and get your free 30-day trial started today. Now, getting into what you were just about to say. now, uh, the the writing has been on the wall for a while. Marvel acquiring Fox and all of their MCU properties, um, and how this could integrate. Now this, for comic book fans and people who have been wanting to see all this stuff and 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 just some of their characters treated correctly, those fans are rejoicing. Um, but there are also a group of fans, probably, and, and some uh, a contingency that is a little worried that coming to the MCU might pose an issue. Um, and we'll get to that in a second. But the hoorays, lots of reasons to hooray. But for you, why are you excited about this potential acquisition? Or this, you know, once it goes through, it's official, official.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm excited just, you know, because a lot of these characters, you know, let's just take the Avengers, for example. Right. Beast was a, you know, a pretty pivotal character of the Avengers back in the, you know, 90s 2000s. You know, he he right. he, was, he was an Avenger. Um, right. He's one of the few X-Men, you know, besides Wolverine that's uh an X-Men and an Avenger. So, you know, with with this merger, for example, we're going to have the opportunity to finally see an actual member of the Avengers that was on the X-Men team play ball with with the other characters. Right. Um, this merger also opens up the door for some of Marvel's best villains to join the MCU.
0: Right. Um, Doctor Doom has never really been done correctly.
1: Correct. And now we're going to be able to see Doctor Doom on the screen. We're going to be able to see Magneto interact. Magneto is not just an X-Men villain. He's also a freaking problem for he's the an, whole Marvel universe.
0: He's also been an X-Men. Yeah, he um, has been. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, we're going to finally get to see some of some of Marvel's best villains. You know, come play ball with the other characters. Um, Right. Those are some of the things I'm excited about. You know, we're going to see Fantastic Four now. Uh, Fantastic Four, you know, the 2001 or 2 version that came out wasn't a bad version. But, you know, it wasn't really the Fantastic Four, you know that was from the comic books you know they didn't well i think it was mix they didn't
0: no and i but and i think it was okay i don't think it would have fit you could not have crossed that over anywhere else i don't think i mean i the not only from the tone perspective but from a it it, there was no world built for spider-man to show up i don't think um it just didn't although i think spider-man of all of the characters that were on at the time could probably show up x-men couldn't show up
1: yeah, I, I would agree. But, you know, now we're going to have that opportunity to, to see a version that that uh, will fit in with the rest of the characters. And, you know, and I, I don't know if you want to get to this now, but I want to go ahead and just kind of mention this because I will probably forget later. Yeah. I think Marvel has been laying the seeds of this merger for the longest time. And the reason why I say that is because, like, let's take uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, for example. Right. There was a mysterious buyer who bought the building of the Avengers. Right. And everybody was like, oh, my God, you know, this is this is opening the door for the Fantastic Four. And then, you know, they're like, well, how can that be possible? But think about it. I mean, they never really said who the buyers were. And now that the acquisition happened, what you know, that iconic building of the Marvel Universe could now become the Baxter building. The Baxter
0: building. Yeah.
1: You know, I, I just think seeds have been being laid that this acquisition is getting ready to take place.
0: You heard it here. Maybe second. So, or first.
1: I don't know. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm excited about s- several things, and you know, the villains is one of my big thing. Is you know, now we're going to see some really good villains. And not saying that the villains for the Marvels universe. Have been you don't think crappy. the
0: Shocker was a good villain?
1: Uh, you know, the Shocker.
0: Uh... <sighs> yeah. Although they did, I thought they did a great job with the Vulture, who I would have thought would have been a terrible villain. You yes. know,
1: some some of the good villains in Marvels universe right now have been the Vulture. Uh, I would say Winter Soldier.
0: Right. Um, I would say Hella.
1: Hella was really good, but you notice you notice the theme here is that it's all the modern, the the most recent movies.
0: Right. Yeah. You know,
1: Iron Monger wasn't really that great of a villain. Um, he
0: wasn't in the comics either, though. So. Uh,
1: whip the Whiplash that they had the cross between Crimson Dynamo and Whiplash. He wasn't that great of a villain. Um, yeah. And, no. And I'm, I'm going through all of Iron Man's villains here. What was his name? Killian or whatever the. Uh, the guy from. Well, see,
0: and, and the the, the weapons guys, uh, I think are interesting. Like I thought, Sam and Sam Rockwell did a good job.
1: Oh, uh, that guy who played. Uh, what was it, Hammer? Hammer
0: yeah, Justin streets? Hammer. Yeah, yeah. Thought he did a good job. Um, the other guy, Killian, who was the real Mandarin, who they retconned almost immediately. Who wasn't the real um, Mandarin? He wasn't the real man, and I'm fine with that. Don't ever show us the real Mandarin. <laughs> Just, you know, maybe he really does look exactly like Ben Kingsley. I don't know. Because um, I thought Ben Kingsley, and and this is controversial, I think, because there are a lot of people that didn't like Iron Man 3. I loved Iron Man 3. Um, I thought Iron Man 3 was great.
1: I thought I had a great story, yeah. It, it I good. thought the
0: – I did not mind the – much like The Last Jedi, I did not mind some of the directions that they took the story. And Shane Black was in charge of it. And that's what makes me – you know, this – so I'll forget if we don't go this direction. That's what makes me hopeful in in this acquisition that they are going to allow these properties to to keep their identity. Like Deadpool's not going to be affected. Deadpool's going to be allowed to be, even though Disney may own it, they'll continue to be raunchy and, you know, breaking the fourth wall and making fun of everything. Now I'm looking forward to making fun of Disney as well. Um I think they should be able to laugh at themselves, understand that children are not going to a rated R movie and it's not like this is owned by the um, evangelical Christians. It's Disney and it's okay. Well, from what I understand, you a-
1: Fox is still going to retain like the studio. I mean, like not the company Fox, but it's it's going to still be called Fox, like 20th Century Fox.
0: Right. And I, and I imagine if they do anything like Kevin Feige has done for the most part, They'll have an idea, and then they're going to allow someone to have creative freedom uh, to, to kind of make it their own. Um, and, you know, we saw that with Ant-Man. We've seen that with some of these other movies, these smaller properties where they've done a really good job with characters that you just wouldn't think. James Gunn, I mean, he was he's always been a good director. I've enjoyed all of his movies, but I think this blew him up. You know, in terms of status, uh, to be the to head the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, he's always been very super talented. Um, but I think that that Disney's going to allow these these uh, entities to stay and keep their, uh, you know, their stay true to themselves. And I don't think we're going to lose anything. And, and I say that because we're going into uh, a Spider Verse now, which I think a lot of people are excited about. Uh, this idea that Spider-Man exists, and Spider-Man Homecoming um, was so unique in that it actually took Spider-Man, and instead of ramping everything up, because every movie, you mean, how can we outdo the last movie, so on and so forth. Spider-Man Homecoming was set at a high school, and more or less had a very contained story, and it was probably one of the true, most true-to-form Spider-Man stories and if you disagree, definitely let us know in the comments. But in terms of like just a, a, a contained story that was kind of like just Aunt May's house, to the high school, maybe to the you know to the local factory or whatever, and Spider-Man's thwarting whoever in a very small area, it's like it's kind of like Daredevil and that everything was in Hell's Kitchen. And they didn't have to get out of, out of Hell's Kitchen. It didn't have to be in space. And uh, and and so they and they had a really good story that was just contained in a very small area, and I think that that's really important that you can still do those kinds of stories, you know. And then having a whole universe, kind of in that area where you've got Carnage and Venom and all the other symbiotes and Craven and blah blah blah, all of all the myriad of Kingpin. You could bring Kingpin into this because, to me, Kingpin is really as much of a Spider-Man villain. As he is a daredevil villain. You I agree. Know? So
1: now if they do that, is it Vincent D- uh D'Onofrio?
0: And As far as I'm concerned, it is. <laughs> I mean, D'Onofrio did a fantastic job, you know. He made he made me really like the kingpin and feel for the kingpin. In a way that, you know, and I love rest in peace, Michael Clark Duncan. I think I don't think it was I don't care if he's white or black. I really don't care. He just needs to be giant.
1: Yeah, Michael Clark Duncan for the longest time was my, you know, kingpin, kingpin on t- on screen. I was like, you know, I didn't think they could choose a better person.
0: I don't either. You know, I don't either, and I think that he takes off his shirt and just starts whooping Daredevil's ass. I'm like, believable? Could happen? Totally. This might have actually happened. Yeah. Uh, you know,
1: I'm all with you on that one.
0: And so, and D'Onofrio, what I liked about how he played the character is he was very raw and animalistic. So it was like you could tell he had pent up rage inside him, mm-hmm. and that's kind of was his his superpower. You know, it's like he there was no technique when he was hammer-fisting people to death. <laughs> you know, or taking that door and Just crushing head. somebody's head. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and
0: spoiler so, alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So, well, yeah, uh, you know. So I, I think that uh, the with the I think that Marvel's going to allow these entities. Uh, to kind of keep their keep their identity, but treat them in a way that you know you're you're not you're not shortchanging the source material. You know you're not making these last minute changes to Fantastic Four, which undercut the movie and who the characters really were. Mm-hmm. You know, and which is I think one of the things that really killed the Fantastic Four. Because I'm going to tell you, when I saw the previews for Fantastic Four, I was like, I'm intrigued. The thing looks great. But there was something wrong. Like I didn't care about Johnny Storm and Sue Storm and how they were make, taking some liberties with you know with, a, with the family and, and all of that stuff. Someone's adopted, not adopted. I don't, I didn't really care about that. That's really secondary in terms of the story. Who were the characters? And, and from what I understand, I, I only watched parts of the movie because I really couldn't. It seemed incoherent when I watched it. Uh, so I didn't even finish the movie. Um, but I didn't enjoy it and that's why I didn't finish it. I think that Marvel's going to allow these characters to kind of flourish, to stick to the source material. Uh, they can get weird now and so if they need to get cosmic and weird, and I think bringing the Fantastic Four in and the X-Men in, uh, right now is huge. Now, I want to, I want to talk about that for, and this, this can be the our last topic, um. So we have X Men, we have Fantastic Four, New Mutants, which has a movie coming out later this year, I believe, mm-hmm. either this year or next year. Is it this year, right? I think they I moved want to say it, they pushed it
1: back. But I want to say it was it was, it was in back March.
0: Now I think it's more horror than it was before. Yeah, I want to say they pushed it to October or November. Yeah, I think they did, and and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I want to see it, and I'm not a horror fan, but I'm a comic book fan, and I liked the New Mutants. Um and there's a tie between New Mutants and Deadpool and all that, and that's awesome. But with the current climate and with the in terms of comic book movies and the direction that they're going right now, if unless you've been living under a rock, everyone knows that you know, what is this ten years of comic book movies has is in terms of Marvel is culminating in the Infinity War. So the Infinity Wars with the Infinity Gauntlet and and all the um, Infinity Gems and Infinity 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 and beyond. We uh, you know once once this is over, like so, I just want to go to the next phase, the next phase. Whenever they whoever is left standing, you know we we have a suspicion Spider Man is going to be left standing. Now we have the X Men, we have the Fantastic Four. Where do you see this going next? How do you see maybe some of the stories that are going to be brought in because and i want to preface it with this and, and and just see what you think the the captain marvel movie is supposed to have the scrolls in it that's supposed to be the villain i think that's also on purpose you know i think that's to, to lay the groundwork for the future
1: you think they're setting up secret wars or whatever i think
0: they're setting up secret wars
1: you know, I, 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 I feel that Phase 4 and beyond will – it's not going to focus so much on interconnectivity as much as maybe, you know, the universe will be connected.
0: Right. But I don't
1: think they're going to focus so much on um, – well, I don't know. You know, I, I, I want them to continue doing that because I love the interconnectivity of the universes. But, you know, I was talking to a friend the other day who had said that, you know – and it might have been you, maybe. I don't remember. Uh, but we were talking yeah. about how you have to watch all the films to kind of understand what's going on in the next one. Like, you couldn't watch uh, 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 Captain America Civil War without watching the Avengers to know who Vision is. Or um, you can't watch uh sp- Spider-Man: Homecoming without seeing kind of his introduction into the um, Marvel universe because you're like, well, how, why is he friends with Tony Stark? You know.
0: And well, you so, kind of get it. and They did a good job in that one. I would definitely agree with you on Civil War, though.
1: So you know, there's there's things like that that happens that it, it it's. I, I think they're trying to get away from, or that they want to get away from, but you know, with with things like laying the seeds of the scrolls, you know, us as fans, we do want to see a freaking Avengers movie where it's the secret wars and you find right. out a lot of these characters have been scrolls for years, you know, maybe that's a way that they can bring back uh, Iron Man and uh, Captain America, two characters that were predicted to die in this infinity war movie. Um,
0: what if some of these characters die and they are scrolls?
1: Correct. So there's, there's things that can,
0: which means the real one is out there.
1: <laughs> correct. And that's, that could be a way that they can recast these characters and things like yeah. that. So, you know i don't know i don't know what to expect um again i'm just along for the ride man yeah. show me something good and i'll be there i'll give you right. ten dollars
0: exactly or 15 or you know more as as it seems to be i take the kids it's like a 60 event um well i think that i i'm, I'm with you i'm along for the ride i kind of want to just see how this goes and where it goes and and I want, I like to speculate, not because I want to, I want this to be the case and I'll be super disappointed if it's not, because it's fun. You know, the, the idea that we've got, we, we live in a time where, you know, maybe there things aren't necessarily all going in. It's always been this way where people want escapes and, um, these movies are the kinds of movies that the cinema was made for, yeah. you know? and uh, you know to go and and share in that experience and and just oh to get to see these things on on the screen is uh, is awesome and you know i i'm with you i'm along for the ride you know i'm not really worried about it
1: my last question to you about this fox disney merger is going to be does disney keep the current slate of characters you know since a lot of these x-men's and like the x-men and fantastic four for example already had reboots right uh, x-men was a soft reboot fantastic four was a you know full on reboot do they keep these characters or do they make their own versions
0: I that's a good question I I think that there are characters that probably need to be rebooted I think that you could reboot the X-Men and it not be that big of a deal I, Um
1: I truly believe that Daredevil and you know I, this is just me having conspiracy theories but I truly believe uh what's his name Feige I I think Feige had a hand in Daredevil a a backdoor hand in Daredevil because they redid Colossus and made him work what a Marvel character would look like for Colossus right um they had a helicarrier in there even though they didn't call it a helicarrier there was a helicarrier in that movie right so I think they were setting up that universe to be placed in the Marvel universe somehow right um So, I don't know. Uh, And Daredevil's the only character that can reference things like that. You know, like, let's say they do finally recast all the X-Men and they start a brand-new franchise. Um, You know, Daredevil could be like, oh, my God, you made a third (laughs) Xavier? Oh, you mean, we're talking about uh, Deadpool. Deadpool. Uh, Who did I say? Daredevil? Let's say
0: Daredevil, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we'll back up. Every Daredevil, we meant Deadpool.
1: That is correct. Uh, That's what I I meant to say. My apologies. Yeah, so uh, I think Kevin Feige actually had some kind of input there saying you know hey yeah you can use the helicarrier because that's that's in the marvel
0: universe but uh, we're not going to call it that and if anybody asks it's just a big ship correct uh
1: and i mean you know colossus you know he looks like something that would could be in the marvel universe It
0: should be and that that colossus should be that is the colossus i read about that i read if you read the comic book he has a a freaking russian accent his name is Peter Rasputin he is Russian give him a Russian accent make him eight feet tall he's supposed to be correct okay and he also has this this ethical quandary you know he's like kind of a straight arrow so that's this is not he's not a hard character to write he's a really good straight man to Wolverine and a really good straight man to Deadpool apparently you know so that you can bounce stuff like that and Cable's supposed to be similar you know, But Cable can give it and take it as well. But
1: well, we're going to run into the problem there uh, with, uh, oh, what's his name? God, I, as you can tell, I'm not really prepared today. But uh, the guy who's playing Thanos <laughs> is the same guy who's playing Cable. Right.
0: Yeah, so, well, you know they're going to reference that. That, um, that. I just can't wait to see how they do it.
1: So, you know, things like that. I, I, I'm sure Deadpool will survive. X-Men? You know, I was kind of curious to see how this next uh, Phoenix movie is going to be. But if they're already going the Phoenix route, I have a feeling Marvel's going to be like, no, we want to reboot it because we want to do our own thing. And I don't want to see the the freaking Phoenix movie a third time. So I hope they go, like, with the teenagers of the X-Men, things like that. Um, Fantastic Four, I, I've actually liked the John Trask movie. Or John Trask? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually liked that movie. Uh, I didn't think it was actually that bad of a film. Yeah. Um, but they're definitely going to have to re redo that one because that, that does not fit the current MCU at all.
0: No, it doesn't. Too dark, too... Yeah. And, yeah.
1: So that's my take. Um, I'm okay with them keeping the current slate of X-Men characters, but I, like I said, I think if Marvel does it and they want to do it right, I think they need to start the X-Men characters off with a small team of five people and they need to be teenagers battling Magneto.
0: Yeah. And and I'd be I would be fine with that, and I think that's a great way to bring a the the kids who started watching you know five six seven years ago into it with a you know a a demographic that or a, at least casting choices that might bring in that demographic. I would still watch it, and I think they're doing a good job with some of these TV shows that I'm I'm kind of looking forward to, um, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, I want to close that particular this this portion of it by saying. I would like to see stuff like uh, House of M or uh, or the, the uh, Secret Wars or some combination of these where you get to see X-Men, Fantastic Four, and Avengers crossing over. I don't know if that's too much. I don't know if that would be too much on the screen, but I think it would be – it's fun to think about anyway.
1: Well, it's
0: it's a possibility now. <laughs> oh, it is it absolutely is. Well, uh, the last thing I wanted to do and we can just close up right here is I want I just want to ask what are you looking forward to and that's coming out in you know this year um, or just in the future you know and I and it doesn't have to be exclusive to this new Fox merger uh, and you know how changes are going to be made or potential changes uh, or even movies. But there are television shows, there are characters right now that are on TV that they're doing really compelling things with. What are you excited about watching?
1: I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: Right. Um,
1: S.H.I.E.L.D. is one of those shows that it, it's like the ugly duckling of the Marvel Universe, and it's it's the little engine that could. Yeah. That, I like
0: both of those. Roll, yeah.
1: Rolled into one. I mean, it, it had a very, very, very weak start. Um, yeah. A lot of people fell off the show, but starting with season, was it four or five? What, was, what season are we on, five now?
0: five or six yeah
1: uh starting with last season we'll just say last season the season with ghost rider and the life model decoys and all that was great that that was like the show finally found its footing it finally found what it needed to do to become a successful show and the trend has continued into this season this season has been very Mm -hmm. it's been stellar it's I, I i don't think there's any other word to describe it you know no pun intended it's 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 in space, it's in the future. Uh, oh, I get
0: I get it now. Ah.
1: So, you know, it's been a it's been a good season so far, and I'm I'm really excited to see where they're gonna go. Are they gonna keep the little micro stories like they did last season where you know they had Ghost Rider for so many episodes and the life model decoys for so many episodes, then that uh the the construct for the last
0: And what of- a great I mean honestly, what a great way to they had almost two completely different seasons, you know, in the same season and it worked.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I don't I don't know if that's the route they're going with this one. You know, are they keeping the story short? You know, it's a long 23 episode season, but we could break it up into three different stories or two different stories. Right. So it works, and I hope they continue that theme, and I want to see what other characters they introduce on the show, you know, cuz we got Ghost Rider, we got Deathlock. I never thought I would see Deathlock. Um, right. Now it's not the Deathlock from the comic books, but it's pretty close enough. Close. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to see what happens with Shield, and of course, you know, I'm excited with all the Marvel movies, and you know, not to go too much outside of the comic book realm. I'm also excited about Solo.
0: Right. Well, that is, I'm hopeful of Solo. We'll see. I guess tomorrow, what what we have to look forward to, if if in fact the uh, as as the time of recording this, this is before the Super Bowl, so we'll see. We're probably going to get some teasers of, of a teaser lot of things tonight,
1: and then full trailer tomorrow on. Good
0: morning, America. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to um, some of these TV shows that are coming out as well. So um, one in particular that I think has gone under the radar uh, for a lot of people, but I, com- I f- fully recommend if you're an X-Men fan that you'll, you want to watch it. And if you're a Marvel Universe fan or just a Marvel fan, uh, it's worth checking out. And that is Legion – if you haven't checked out Legion, um, see if you can binge watch the last season. It is wicked and wild and trippy. Set in the 70s, I think late 60s, 70s. And uh, it has ties to the X-Men. It has ties to um, to some wider Marvel themes. And it, and it centers around one of the if not the most powerful characters in the Marvel universe of Legion. And so you can do a little back reading on him to see if if uh you um you know if 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 that might interest you but he is a super powerful character that has the basically the powers of um well he's a schizophrenic. So he has multiple personalities and each of the personalities has their own power. <laughs> and uh and but he is charles xavier's son these are all things you can find off the internet um
1: now have they actually you know no spoilers intended but is, is that actually confirmed in the show like he is xavier's son
0: there are ties to xavier in the show i would i'll let you watch it to see how they tie that together okay um or anybody that's interested in watching it um there but that's that is one of the major ties to the x-men uh is through xavier and so um But it's worth it, man. It's so it's trippy, it's wild. They're hour-long shows. Um, It's it's definitely probably not for everybody, uh, in that it's much more adult-themed. But uh, it is it is really good. And and uh, the Shadow King is the main villain uh, in the first season, I believe it's the Shadow King, and. he could give you nightmares. So it's something that I think you <laughs> – I think it's, it's worth a watch. Much more adult-themed, um, but something something worth looking forward to uh, in just terms of TV. Daredevil's coming out this year too, and I'm looking forward to the third season of Daredevil. Oh, that
1: is coming out this, this it year. It is coming out this year, and so is Jessica Jones. Yeah, Jessica Jones was it, but I didn't know if season three Yeah, Daredevil's was
0: to come towards the end of the year, I think November. And uh, so I'm looking forward to all that, but – exciting time man this is just really cool and this acquisition i think is only going to help all of those properties
1: yeah and just think of the potential of this acquisition now we might be able to get some netflix freaking fox shows of like x-men or something something that's well,
0: cloak and dagger's coming out have you are you and squirrel girl is coming out
1: i saw the trailer for cloak and dagger and that came out i want to say last year during san diego comic-con
0: yeah but i yeah. haven't seen
1: anything else about it after that so I well know i was-
0: think if, I don't know if they've canned it or not, but I'm looking forward to Cloak & Dagger. Is it uh, a think, Netflix show? No, I think it's, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, it's more of like a CW.
1: Okay, well, like probably ABC then.
0: Yeah, probably ABC. <laughs> and then Squirrel Girl, which um, I bought. Uh, the. I have the first issue of that, and I bought it just because I thought it might be worth money. But it is a funny comic. Squirrel Girl is <laughs> one of the most powerful <laughs> mutants in the, in the MCU or, or in the Marvel Universe. Uh, so it would be that's a good one to, I, to keep your eye on as well I think that one's going to be a surprise hit But Anyway Well that wraps up this episode Of the Temple Geek podcast Or the Toddcast I want to thank Daniel for this week's discussion And just for talking geek nerdery with me All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site TemplateGeek.com Any questions or comments feel free to sound off in there And let us know what we got wrong Or email us at TemplateGeek.com Please head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you download and rate us, because that really helps their show. Tune in next week, I guess. Tune in, tune in, tune in. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll try to have an episode
1: next week. Guarantee it. Now we are going to have sorry, one. We're sorry about our delays in the episodes, folks, but we're we're going to get back on track. We promise. Life is happening at the moment with a lot of us. Life is
0: happening. Lots of exciting changes. Uh, but yeah, we'll uh we'll get back on track, guys. Thanks. Please follow us on Twitter. <laughs>